Hello, ladies and gentlemen out there in Radioland. This is Those Muckrakers coming to you live once again through the power of the internet. I'm Pat. I'm Rutherford B. Hayes. <laughs> and, and he's Bobby. And this oh, is episode. Oh, no, I'm actually Peter. But I thought Peter was actually going to go, just kidding. It's me, Peter. <laughs> he was waiting yeah. for the reveal. <laughs> You'd be like in the middle of it. Now, Peter. Uh, and this is episode one, uh, 121. And in today's episode recorded before a live studio audience, what are we doing, Pete? Uh, we're going to talk about why the past is terrible. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to talk about everybody's favorite comedian, apparently, is plotting a. Yeah. Rutherford hey, uh, B. Hayes. I'm Rutherford, I'm Rutherford B. Hayes, and that's my time. Um, <laughs> you guys have been wonderful. Wait, um, when you say everyone's favorite comedian, are you referring to the uh, the pudding pop news? Or yeah, yeah, I'm talking about the father yeah. of Theo and Rudy. Apparently, Rudy got the good the pillow to low pudding. Not only is he free to rape again, but apparently he's plotting mm-hmm. a comeback comedy tour. I love it. Is he actually? I hadn't yeah, heard yeah, anything yeah. about this what he was going to do after he got out of opening. Opening for him will be Rudy Giuliani. Right. <laughs> I, is it weird? I, I hope buy... he goes on tour with like Bill O'Reilly and Trump soon. So it's just I, like the the rapist world tour. I want to buy tickets just Maybe so like, I can go my throw black a, friend. Just so I can go throw no, a my brick. my black. That's how he would put it. Yes. Just I just want to buy tickets so I can throw a brick. Just wait till he's like, "Hello, everybody!" A brick, brick, bam, brick in the head. So we have some late breaking news. Late breaking news out of Houston. Uh, mm. From the Mean Cuds Barbershop, M E A N space K U T Z, Mean Cuds Barbershop. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, I have a friend that's uh, in Texas right now. Maybe near is, that area. Is, I don't know. Texas is big. This is this is hot off the presses. Uh, hot off the presses. Uh, three people have been shot at a barbershop in Houston uh, over an argument about who won a foot race about a month ago. Uh, apparently, two gentlemen among who were, uh, the three of them, or like a different race that they watched yeah, on TV. Was, was it two was, people, so? It wasn't the barber going, outside. I'm fucking tired of y'all talking about this foot race. Two, I won. Two people were outside the barbershop and they were arguing over who won the foot race. And uh, one of them just decided to drop it and walk away. He was shot twice in the shoulder. Clearly, he wasn't the people, fastest. Two people, yes, exactly. Two people inside, <laughs> well, you know. Uh, the argument was also over. I knew that wasn't a starter pistol. Um, <laughs> <laughs> You're not um, faster than a bullet, you motherfucker. But uh, but um, the uh, the um, uh, t- the the two other people were uh, inside the barbershop and were innocent bystanders, uh, according to police. Um, quote: There were two males outside arguing outside the barbershop arguing. Uh, over who ran the face fact who who ran the race faster uh so at that point one of the victims started walking away from the argument the suspect then shot him twice in the shoulder two innocent bystanders were inside the barbershop at the time were also struck in the shootout one was shot in his rear end while the other was shot in the arm so it's like kennedy's (laughs) magic bullet that's fucking amazing and opposite, you know, I'm on the shooter side. Don't you fucking argue with me, then walk away, you son of a bitch. <laughs> We're going to solve this shit. Fucking mm-hmm. face me like a man. It's one of my favorite moments from one of my all-time favorite movies. Uh, it's called uh, My Fellow Americans. It's like mm-hmm. uh, the two guys from Grumpy Old Men, but they're former presidents, and they're on 
Air Force One, one's a Democrat, one's a Republican. They don't like each other. And um, and uh, and uh, they get in an argument. One goes, uh, oh, you want to talk about popularity polls? I'll give you a popularity poll. There were three assassination attempts on you. I only had one. He goes, two. The woman in Phoenix doesn't count. She only had a starter pistol. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and, I mean, barbershop arguments get heated, man. Like, holy yeah, shit. Yeah, they do. They do. Mm-hmm. They do. Yeah. That's, that's why I just, I, 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 I don't get my haircut. It just, uh, yeah. I'm I watched, I was, yeah. I was at a, I was at a barbershop in Queens and I watched two barbers go outside and proceed to beat the bejesus out of each other. <laughs> I was like, damn. Gotcha, well, gotcha. One of the funniest things so- I've ever seen happen was uh, at a gay bar in New Orleans, a friend of mine, he was like, I didn't even realize it was a gay bar until the, uh, until the, um, the, the dancers got up on the uh, on the light boxes and started dancing and he was like well i'm already drunk and my cards here so i'll just go ahead and keep drinking and he's like i got to talking with the bartender and a couple other people and they were like you know no it's cool that you're straight you know we we don't you know we we, we don't mind that you've chosen that for yourself and uh, he's like <laughs> he's like so it's like five o'clock in the morning i'm plastered i walk outside uh because they didn't allow smoking inside and they, uh, he goes, I walked outside to have a cigarette. And then all of a sudden, some dude jumped me and tried to mug me. And then, like, four of the oh. largest men I've ever seen in my entire life <laughs> in goes run out of the bar and just start beating the shit out of my mugger. And he was like, I drink at gay bars all the time now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I, I really like that story. Oh, yeah. No, so, but, uh, when I had somebody ask me, I don't know if anybody is curious, but yeah, my hair is rather long. I have to put it up for uh, whenever I go to the bathroom where I can poop on it. Wow, I didn't know it was that long. Yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty fucking long. It's uh, I don't even know if I can get it all in frame. Or if it's going to show. Up. Really have to keep track of it then. I guess because you keep it tied back, I've never yeah. noticed. And also, I guess really the uh, what you call it sort of cuts it off. Yeah, nice. I normally keep it up. It's uh. So I, I need to cut like 10 inches off of it because these ends are not split. They're divorced anyway. <laughs> I think that uh, I think that uh, I think that Wilder was the only one of us growing up that didn't have like past his shoulder hair. We all like had long hair. We look much like a hippie commune. It's I like yeah. to imagine uh, all, all my friends had like it's just pain. a shorter version of what exactly what you look like today. Like your face has not aged from about the age of 11. You're just you, yeah. you 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 look like an adult the whole time. <laughs> Wild, I feel like Wild has always looked like a newscaster a little bit. Like he's always been clean shaven. He's had the exact same haircut and hairstyle. Like it looks like if you put him in a suit and put him in front of a news desk, he'd be like, "Tonight at eleven, do you know what's in your food?" Tonight <laughs> eleven. Well, what's a, the president I, doing in this casket? Find out tonight at eleven. Could your I mean, lettuce be killing you? Find out at eleven. We used to confuse the shit out of the cops because they'd pull us over, and like four of us are like long-haired hippies. Um, I looked like Jesus, and then we have like you know, like Ted from like you know, like picks 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 no picks eleven, and the cops are like, I don't even know what to do with this. <laughs> and also, there's no Outlier. drugs or guns, just a bunch of samurai swords in the car. <laughs> Is this a fucking anime right now? Uh, yeah, they they asked you if you had any weapons, and you're like, well, I mean, don't have guns, but I have like swords and shit do you have any knives probably i don't know one time the cop asked me like is are there any knives in this car and i said there are no drugs but knives that's between you and god i have no idea (laughs) and he was like well are there any that are gonna stick me and i go probably (laughs) be careful (laughs) i'll just like stick your hand under the seat willy-nilly yeah dude like i don't know 
Um, so, uh, do we want to start out, uh, Wilder, you have some, uh, yeah, wonderful... speaking of people that deserve to be shot and or mugged. Um, so Pennsylvania's Supreme court has decided to overturn Bill Cosby's sex assault conviction after finding an agreement with a previous prosecutor, preventing him, prevented him from being charged. Basically, this is what being rich gets you a bunch of lawyers that can work around the clock to find any little loophole possible mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to get you out of any crime imaginable. And this is particularly damning because I've noticed that a lot of the um, other um, Me Too uh, culprits are now starting to come out and say, see, Bill Cosby, he's innocent the whole time. The whole Me Too movement's a sham. And so, yeah, like this is rough because Bill Cosby was the Bill first person. Bill O'Reilly has entered the chat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But Bill Cosby was the first celebrity tried and convicted in the Me Too era. So his reversal could be rough because it'll make prosecutors wary of calling other accusers in similar cases in the future because his case was kind of uh, unusual right. because it's one of the... Uh, the first trials where they started to have like a character testimony and not just like, um, or their testimony crossed the line into character attacks. Right. And so they called in several entered the lobby. Yeah. yeah. And so, yeah, this is, um, this is rough. Well, he's also plotting a comedy comeback tour, which I'm very excited about. That's see, that was something I hadn't actually yeah. heard about yet. Cause I hadn't followed anything after, Oh, you know, Cosby's release imminent. And I was like reading all the details of the case. He's 100%. Which I, have, always... I have more details, but most of it's just like, you know, whatever stuff, uh, dry, boring, factual. He's, he's always like 100% What's... maintained his innocence. Like he's never, yeah. ever even admitted that he did anything wrong. He like said something, he did admit, I believe to going to a place with the intent of giving women quaaludes, but he didn't say it was for anything like, uh, underhanded or something. Right. He said, I didn't do anything, Dr. Central, but I didn't show up with the drugs that I wanted to slip into their jello pudding. <laughs> That's a really great Cosby. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. Uh-huh. Oh, God, but, I hate that dude so much. Also, I feel a little vindicated. I'm going to go ahead and just lay this out there. I you never, never thought, liked Cosby. I never liked him. I never thought he was funny. I, I couldn't understand why people like Cosby. As a student of comedy and a comedian, I tried to go back and watch his old shit, and I'm like, this is all terrible. Why fun, do people like this? Fun fact, I stopped liking Carlos Mencia because I'd heard that he had stolen so many jokes from other people. And like that didn't affect me until I heard that he had stolen jokes from Bill Cosby. And I was like, oh, but Cosby's so nice. But now that that's not the case anymore, I've apparently got to like reevaluate how I feel about Mencia. He still sucks. Don't, don't. You, you <laughs> yeah. were, your instincts were on the yeah. money on that one. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to see Mencia, uh, Mencia's jokes, go watch Joe Rogan stand up. who's who's, a spanish accent who's also a piece of shit um but i digress do you like fish sticks (laughs) what are you a gay fish (laughs) i love i love the song at the end of that episode they have a full length version of it on youtube come on man i just told the jokes man i've been so so sad and down um i I will say um so in in other news the death toll the death toll from the barbershop shooting champlain tower south has topped 90 confirmed bodies have been recovered did they say uh, that 118 was, are still missing 71 people have been properly identified 31 remain unaccounted for right uh, but they did find a uh, pet cat survived oh man that, I'm you, cats kitty. cats don't fuck around if you want to survive in a, bat, a cat. In, in a disaster a war zone whatever fucking get you a cat and follow that motherfucker Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it's um, like rats on the Titanic. People followed the, the rats. 
because the rats knew where the water was coming from yeah yeah yeah. yeah. like uh, there was a there was a cat um oh my god i'm trying to remember his name uh it was unsinkable sam it was unsinkable sam this fucking cat survived like uh four like ships getting sunk i think in world war ii (laughs) you think the cat would like start to not trust boats after a while (laughs) but either way i would be like i'm fucking staying where that cat goes drafted into the navy so there's not really much speaking of cats losing their footing um this is sort of a has nothing to do with anything but my dad just got a dog for the first time in like 10 years right before the dog he had a cat and the cat wandered up it's an outside cat they don't let animals inside but the dog showed up and the cat like fled to the top of the dog house and it lives there now like it won't come down no matter what they have to start feeding the cat up there because it doesn't like the dog but the roof just fell off during the uh the tropical storm that came through so now the cat has nowhere to stay and it's just like ran off to the dry creek they can't find it anymore oh no yeah but it's a like happy hound dog puppy um it's very point- happy about that um, at what point with the Champlain Towers do they stop calling these people missing and start being like, we haven't found them, but... Well, well, they're, they're not referred to as missing. They're referred to as unaccounted for. Oh, unaccounted for. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, and, and you know, it, it would be different if this was like a low-income building because oh, God, it yeah. would be like some people may, you know, just not live there anymore or weren't there. They might have warrants and they don't want to like come back. But like this was all That's... firmly... So they, middle class yeah, so. and middle class retirees. I mean, I guess, so, I guess there's the you know, like you know. the possibility you don't want to declare someone dead who just went to go see their sister in Phoenix, right? Yeah, you know, yeah, or yeah, that that sort of thing. But at, you know, at this point, it's it's so it's uh, it's like a legal distinction. I mean, I don't know. Whenever the whenever the Samsung department store in South Korea collapsed, uh, it was uh, three weeks later they discovered the final survivor. So, you know, there's always hope. And right. that woman, the, the crazy thing, and I think I've said it on this podcast before, but like the crazy thing about especially modern building collapses are the number of people who drown. Mm-hmm. And that's from modern plumbing, but also from sprinkler systems. Uh, the sprinkler system that will definitely save your ass in a fire uh, could mm-hmm. wind up killing a bunch of people in, in, a, in, a, in a building collapse or like, like a... Um, you know, a, uh, yeah, a, a, um, you like know, any, said, any, the, any, yeah. the other day, uh, working in maintenance, anytime you find water where it shouldn't be, that's bad news. Yeah. And when a building falls apart, water's going to be everywhere. It shouldn't be. I will, I will exactly. say though, in, yeah. in defense of sprinklers, as someone who worked <laughs> for the fire department, you are a lot more likely to have, I don't a think fire. you're going to hurt their feelings. Yeah. Oh yeah. You're, you're, you're a lot, lot more likely, likely to have yeah. a fire. Um, the that, biggest that thing that no one wants to do that they're pushing in a lot of new building codes is to force mm-hmm. you to have sprinklers and they really are trying to push for residential sprinkler systems mm-hmm. um, because that would be like the biggest life-saving like mm-hmm. you know because uh, yeah. the sprinkler won't necessarily stop the fire but it will slow it down enough so that the fire department can get there and save your ass mm-hmm. and so that, and yeah. also just so you can get out you have a better chance of getting out alive well, and then if also, the fire's so, just going um, crazy so uh fires aboard ships are a huge fucking deal because whenever the sprinkler system goes off, what are you doing? Yeah, you're yeah, pumping like... water into parts of the ship where you know most of the ship should not have water in it. So one of the things that they've done, and especially on what's called uh, row row ferries, roll on roll off ferries, they basically have this giant bay through the center, really close to the waterline, where all these cars and trucks are parked. Um, 
you know, that should be closed off. But if water gets in there, it's got from the bow to the stern and starboard to port to slosh around. And one of the biggest problems with railroad ferries, which, by the way, you should never get on a railroad ferry. They are wildly unstable and incredibly dangerous. You know, I made a a joke um, once on Twitter about like uh, how dangerous ferries were. But then I looked it up and was like, oh, my God, these slow moving. These are slow moving death machines. Yeah, Mm -hmm. basically, basically. Uh, we, yeah, we 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 just, could do a whole episode on just uh, uh, Roro Ferry disasters. Just but, like when um, we were trying to pedal across that one alligator-infested swamp, and that one rickety boat, and Benfield was on it, and he just kept going, "Whoa!" And we went, "Ah!" <laughs> what, were we, what were we pedaling? But um, oh, but, paddling. Uh, one of, one paddling, of the yeah. uh, one one of the uh, one of the innovations that's been that that's come about because you know, like if you if you put a whole bunch of cars on a boat, there's a high chance that something will catch on fire. Right. You know, you have a lot of, you, you, you know, but yeah. um, especially if some of those cars are Teslas, <laughs> they catch on fire. And then, and then whenever the t- you put them out, they catch Tesla's back on the fire. tinders of the sea. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, but uh, anyway, so they found that um, they, they, they were running tests because they were like, we, we, we need a way to put fire out on a boat, but we also need a way to limit the amount of water that we are dumping into the boat in order to put the fire out. And so what they what they found was, and this, this might get implemented elsewhere, was that mist is just as good as putting fire out. Like I was a, a, funny a, enough no, in the back they, uh, <laughs> in the back of my head I was it's thinking about what if they just like sprayed it with bubbles that way it puts out the fire that floats mist. away. But mist is a, a realistic version of that idea. Um, there's a ton of cool stuff they can use for fire but, uh, suppression. Yeah, so instead of like the, the 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 raindrop type sprinkler system that just you know bathes everything in water, yeah. uh, mist is just as good. Um, and so they have been employed on several ships, and like you know they have found that uh, um, it's even a fully involved truck fire. Uh, they're able to easily put it out with misters instead of uh, instead of sprinklers. So um, you know that. that Chemical agents are also yeah. uh, really, really great where you don't want to put a lot of water. Um, that's why they have those specific. But it's also, think about a grease fire. Yeah. You know, you since you we're talking about water. residential, yeah. you know, sprinkler systems, a grease fire, uh, misters would not have the added trouble of, oh, shit, now there's a bunch of small fires everywhere. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good it, reason. Grease fire is a good reason to always keep a, a, a box of sand in your kitchen. Right. Well, we um, are really off the rails here. But, uh, <laughs> I, I was quite old before I understood why you shouldn't splash water on a grease fire. Like I knew you shouldn't, but like the physics of why you shouldn't. It goes. Yeah, it yeah, doesn't. Yeah. Goes. It's not that the water burns. It's that the the grease doesn't stop burning, and then you hit it and it goes yeah everywhere. Well, and now it, it there's fire everywhere. Um, yeah. on the fire department, they showed us a whole bunch of really great like blooper videos of like. Uh, fire scenes gone wrong and one of my favorites one of my favorites there was a it was like a refinery and there was a huge gasoline fire so they sprayed the agent on top of the gasoline that creates a blanket of foam that puts out the fire but the problem is if you break that blanket the fire will Mm -hmm. erupt again and one of the firemen for some reason was like wading through the river of gasoline and Mm -hmm. he broke the blanket and it was like he was just now surrounded in flames. And then, like, he freaked out. And then, like, the other firefighter tried to help him. And then they both fell down in the gasoline and Ooh. the flames. And it was like, I was like, this is great. You really need some Benny Hill music for this. But I sure hope those guys aren't dead. <laughs> they um, were. So do we want to talk about why the past was terrible? Sure we do. do. This, this week, it's Peter's turn. This, this week, I'm taking I didn't, I didn't have anything. I was I, I, I just got off vacation, guys. I was trapped in the Atlanta airport for I six hours. I saw that. That, that seemed terrible. 
yeah, it was pretty bad. And I almost went off. So like, so our flight was delayed because the bean counters upstairs at Delta HQ decided not to schedule a pilot for our flight. Just basically, oh, one will materialize. I'm sure it's an airport. And um, it's an and, airport. Uh, How so hard is it to were, find a pilot? So, so I left my connecting my 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 first flight because you know, of course, everything connects through Atlanta, and um, I, I I left my first flight thinking that I only had 15 minutes before my next, my connecting flight boards. So I sprinted from, if you don't know the Atlanta International Airport, there's the T terminal, which is the first terminal in the building. Then there's A, B, C, D, and E, and then the International Terminal or Terminal F. It's Um, fucking huge, man. I landed and we went to the the southernmost gate of Terminal A. And my connecting flight was the northernmost gate of Terminal E. So I had 10 minutes to cover <laughs> about two miles. He's going the, the distance. Airport. He's and catching was, a flight. I, was, I, I outran the plane train, which is the people <laughs> mover underground at the Atlanta International Airport. Anyway, so I got there and I, you know, huffing and puffing. I, I was starving. I hadn't eaten since noon. It was now about 5 p.m., and I was like, you know, I'll just power through it, get off the plane in, in Savannah and eat something at that airport because it'll only be like for, 7.30. For those who don't know, for those who don't know Georgia geography, um, Atlanta is four <laughs> hours from Savannah. So by, by, by car. By so car. it's about a 27 minute flight. Exactly. I've been in the same situation before. If your flight is going to be in any way fucked in Atlanta, if they had, if they tell you, you can just rent a fucking car and just yeah. go home. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah. but anyway, so they told us we're just going to be waiting a little while, but that's not going to stop us from boarding. Well, it's going to delay us from boarding. We just have to make sure that we get a pilot. So eventually about an hour after we were supposed to board, we, um, they, they let us board and we all get in, we get situated. Everyone's like, yay. And then they tell us about an hour later after boarding the plane. Oh, getting, hey, I just realized getting a pilot, both allowed and prevented boredom. <laughs> That's two <laughs> hours now. Remember Atlanta is only four hours from Savannah. You're now yeah. two hours in. So, you could be so halfway home already. About, a, about cost. an hour. Don't throw yeah, a good time also, after bad. But, but also I, I hate driving. I was not going to rent a car and drive. I fucking hate driving so much. Ditto. Yeah. But, but anyway, no, <laughs> I no, agree. So, I'd rather wait at that airport for 32 hours and drive for, yeah, you know, it's exactly. funny. I feel the exact no, opposite. No, no. I hate flying so much. I'd rather drive for like 300 years. Hang on. Fucking so, fly. so they told us, so they told us, well, I'd rather take a train, but there's no train between Atlanta and Savannah. Hopefully Amtrak saying there might, I was going to say, thanks. I'd rather thanks uh, sure to just, I'd rather call Peter to just come down from New York, pick me up, drive me to Savannah. (laughs) Thanks, William Tecumseh Sherman, for not having a train. No, um, right. Thank you, William William Tecumseh Sherman, for I sixteen. Anyway, um, anyway, so um, I really think the state needs to rename I sixteen the William Tecumseh Sherman Memorial Parkway. I would love Um, that so much. (laughs) But anyway, um, so we 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 get on the plane, and about an hour after we board the plane. They come over that they come overhead and say, "Hey, everybody! We found a pilot. They're flying in from Daytona, Florida, right now, and uh, he'll 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 be here soon. They just have to get him, you know, all checked in whenever he gets here, which should take about 15 minutes after he lands, and we'll be good to go." 30 minutes later, 
Attention, ladies and gentlemen, unfortunately, we're going to have to deplane as one of our flight attendants has gone past her safety rated hours, which a lot of people started complaining about. And I'm sitting here going, no, the safety hours are a thing the unions fought tooth and nail for so that flight attendants are not worked to death. And at any rate, the you know, as a guy, aircraft we were on, you have as a, to hold on. As a guy who's terrified of flying, I want yeah. my pilots and I want my flight attendants super well rested because I'm exactly. already not happy about flying. Exactly. <laughs> so everybody got pissed off. We now had to deboard the plane, which or deplane. We had to deplane, which is just a weird term to begin with. Deplaning. Uh, it's anyway, it's anyway, a boat now. You're so just going to sail. So so we all get off of the plane again. And then we uh, then the the new flight attendant arrives. They wait a further half hour just to make sure that the pilot's going to be there because you know they can't they can't deplane us again. There's like a passenger's bill of rights or something. This is like, like this is three hours now, right? Like I'm adding it, up well, the time. We're we're approaching four, and then we all get back on the plane, and the pilot takes another thirty minutes to show up. So yeah, I was in Atlanta. I was supposed to be in Atlanta for twenty five minutes. I was in Atlanta for five and a half. Right. So you could have been home and then like fucking chill on your couch with an hour to spare. Mm-hmm. No, I, I, I could be dead on the side of the road from the result of my own fucking road rage about 30 <laughs> minutes after leaving the airport is what I could have been. Plus, they charge you so much fucking money if you just leave a rental car somewhere, if you're not making the round trip. So I wasn't <laughs> if you abandon it on the side of the road as a murder scene, they don't really you upcharge just, you. If so- you're just traveling one way, they charge you. They charge you a return fee. Yeah. But realistically, how long does it take to uh, to walk from Atlanta to Savannah? Um, I would let's... probably take about a day and a half. Yeah. So 32 hours or so? So, oh, so, so if I the have... plane is delayed for 32 hours, Google. I could just take off and walk. You could uh, look, you can you can probably cover about if if you're not if you're in any kind of shape, you can probably cover, you probably do about 20 miles a day because it's all flat. Just let's like see. along along and the inter- for... road walking. And if you're driving at 60 miles per hour, that'd be 6, 12, 18, 24, 240 miles between these two places. It might take you a couple of days. 240 divided by 20. I like how we're doing math on a podcast. Divided by Uh, 20 equals 12 days. I'm letting Google do math. Nice. My math says 12 days, but let's see what uh, Google says. Let's see here. Walking. Mm -hmm. Uh, 12 days, dude. Hang on. Um, Give me a second. If, it, if it's 240 miles. Like I said, I'm going to assume you can do 20 miles a day. I don't know what Google thinks you can do. Okay, if all you're doing is walking, you're not stopping, yes. you're not sleeping, it will take you uh, three and a quarter days. So let's say six days, it you want to double that because you're going to sleep. According to Google, if you are walking Georgia Route 212 East, mm. which is... I'd need a big hat because I don't think to... there's like a lot of cover out there. I'm picturing yeah. it's just like walking along the side of the interstate. Yeah, like you're you're walking from the airport to Stockbridge and then down through Mon- Monticello, uh, mm-hmm. Milledgeville, uh, Candler's. Is that what is this? Sandersville? Never mm-hmm. heard of it. Uh, Sandersville. And then you're walking through Swainsboro. Oh, I dated a girl from Swainsboro. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, this was like middle school, so I don't know if you technically call it dating, but we were together for about 12, oh, 12 so 20, 24 hours. She broke up with me the next day in Spanish class. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Um, nice. All right, so uh, no, no bueno. No bueno. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So why was the past terrible? Oh, the past was terrible. So if you notice today, uh, uh, there seems to be a lot of weird uh, white supremacist system leftovers, like... Mm-hmm. 
you know, because um, white people love to be like, well, slavery ended and everything was great. And then they don't know anything about the horrors of Reconstruction. As, um, as I have said before, the North won the Civil War and the last racist murdered Abraham Lincoln. So we murdered him back and everything has been fine since. Yeah. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So the North, won, the North won the war. I would argue that the South won Reconstruction. I'm pretty oh, sure yeah. that uh, after Lincoln, our next president was Barack Obama. So like racism's dead. Don't know what so, you're talking about. So basically all these things that were supposed to happen after the Civil War were like uh, black people were supposed to be fully enfranchised citizens with citizenship, voting rights and all that. Um, they got it for like a super brief period. Um, um, once we got to uh, Ulysses S. Grant, he actually fought a bunch of small scale battles against the Ku Klux Klan in the South while trying to, <laughs> in, well, basically yeah. trying to enforce voting enfranchisement for uh, new, basically new citizens, right? Like you, the 13th, yeah. 14th, the 50th Amendment gives you your rights and we're going to guarantee them. Um, well, at a certain point, um, the North got tired of occupying the South. And in the election of 1877, uh, the election of Rutherford B. Hayes, it was a um, it was a it was a deal. Um, he won over Democrat Samuel J. Tilden. Um, so it was one of those like kind of contested relationships, I guess, that like Rutherford B. Hayes. Um, it was like super close. Uh, like the the votes were, I think, uh, four million three hundred and one thousand to four million uh, thirty six. So like it was like super close and like it kind of went to Congress and they're like, I don't know who's president. Um, Rutherford B. Hayes made a deal with the Southern the uh, Democrat, yeah, basically the devil, the Southern Democrats or just the mm-hmm. Southern voting bloc in general saying, if you back my run for president, I will officially end Reconstruction and I will withdraw any federal troops left. I think at that point we still had Florida and Louisiana um, under like super like occupation. So basically yeah, he goes, Louisiana was one of the last states to be readmitted. So he was basically like, uh, just to sum it up, if you guys back my election, um, you can do whatever the fuck you want uh, with uh, people in the South. You can do a Jim Crow. Um, no one gives a shit about that. And so what had happened was briefly right after the Civil War, during the early part of Reconstruction, you had black senators, uh, black congressmen. The black vote was huge. It was like this huge dawning of a new era. Um, it was a big thing. Of course, the fucking ex-Confederates hated that. So by the time you get to Rutherford B. Hayes and he goes, ah, fuck it. You don't know. You no longer have the federal the, the federal government backing up voting rights. Almost all of those like black senators, congressmen, mayors, any black person that held office uh, lost office or were murdered by the. Uh, I think it paused on me. He's still like going and we're the ones that are frozen. Or like, or like, did we cut out when Sorry, where did it? Who did it? Hold on. Who did we, it freeze? We on? lost you for about thirty seconds there. Peter. All right. So sorry. Let me just to, just to repeat. We, we 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 were hearing about some black senators. Sorry, we had yeah. all the all the black senators, black mayors, anybody that was ran for office that was a person of color, and you had a lot of them. There was um, there was uh, Wilmington, uh, Wilmington, North Carolina, was uh, one of the first municipalities in the South to elect a black mayor and a majority black city council. Uh, shortly after Rutherford B. Hayes basically said, yeah, you can do whatever you want. They were uh, escorted out of office at gunpoint. Yep. Jesus. And the black yep. people were basically run out of town. Yep. Yeah. 
and you oh, were we and you were that because that's critical race theory. And you were told, "Don't you dare try to vote." So basically, all the yeah. gains we had made post Civil War, we wouldn't see those gains again until probably the '60s. And even then, um, we've we've set the groundwork. It's basically been embedded so hard that like we're still not seeing as many elected black officials in 2021. As we were seeing, I mean, I'd have to run the numbers, but like as you were seeing, like after the Civil War. Um, so the election, the compromise of 1877 and Rutherford B. Hayes, this fucking sourpuss looking asshole behind me. Um, mm -hmm. You can thank him for a lot of the systemic uh, white supremacist issues that we suffer from our country today. Yeah. Uh, so the, and, uh, it just shows the, how one bad president can fuck people over for a hundred years. Well, and all the past was terrible. Uh, I would say, fuck you, Rutherford B. Hayes. <laughs> Mm -hmm. um, I hope your beard is infected with lice for all eternity, um, and I hope mm -hmm. you end up in the fucking like dimension of infinite itchiness. Still yeah. not the worst president ever, right? That's the thing. Like, there's so many like really bad presidents. I, um, I would argue that Rutherford B. Hayes was the beginning of it, but Woodrow Wilson really oh, drove oh, the yeah. fuck the darkies narrative. I could do a whole. Hard. I could do a whole. Um, Speaking of awful, um, B. Hayes. I mean, on a uh, Wilson. Speaking of uh, awful racist presidents, did you hear about what uh, Trump's been up to this week? No, is it fucking contemplating suicide? Because that would be the thing I'd love to hear. That'd be He's wonderful. He's going on tour with Bill Cosby. <laughs> <laughs> he is going on tour with Bill O'Reilly, so maybe Cosby will join them. But uh, th this week, he decided to uh, sue and Twitter and Facebook friend. for He's banning them. Good black friend. His name is William Cosby. I'm sure he's, he's done nothing he's but great things. A lot of you haven't heard of him. No one talked about him till I brought him up. So, <laughs> so he's he's gonna sue. He's gonna sue Twitter and Facebook for getting rid of him for violating their and terms of service for vi for violating the First Amendment and censoring by censoring him. He says that's what they did, and now he has his lawyers on it. And I mean, the case is dead in the water because oh. uh, hold on, one person pointed something out. Uh, Trump's lawsuit was filed in Florida and Twitter's terms of service, which courts generally enforce, require that all disputes uh, related to their terms of service should be brought solely to um, federal or state courts located in San Francisco. So he filed it in the wrong place to begin with. <laughs> so, right. oh, like, yeah, this yeah. is all just a throw that out. Stunt. And what his supporters will see, because like someone was someone was bringing up some other stuff about how, like, you know, oh, the courts generally side with the terms of service agreement. Um, here's the thing, though, that doesn't matter. That doesn't matter to Trump and his uh, and his uh, baskets of deplorables, which I mm -hmm. fucking badass Hillary Clinton for saying that. Um, everyone's well, we like, oh, that, that was forever. a really bad move. I'm like, those people weren't voting for her to begin with. So why the fuck does it yeah. matter? Yeah. Like mm -hmm. and, and it was, oh, but the independence. Yeah. No one was undecided in that election. I'm really sorry. Yeah. You would have to be functionally brain dead to have, you'd have to, you'd have to out come out. The only people that said they were un but. But anyway, no, no, no. So someone pointed out, they're like, yeah, they're going to throw it out because his lawyers are going to botch it up. And But he's mm -hmm. going to frame it as, oh, these are the crooked courts coming after me. And so crooked. This out. We had so a solid crooked. case, but they just didn't want to hear it. And they're uh, very you know, unfair to me and my friend Bill Cosby. They're so unfair. unfair. Me and my friend Bill Cosby. Yes, my, my, my black friend. And then Candace Owens and Ben Carson are sitting there going, uh. what? <laughs> somebody, I'm your one black friend. somebody posted the other day your one black friend somebody posted a fucking candace owen meme and it was like candace being like uh, candace owens and cardi b and they're like young young women need to look up to candace owens instead of cardi b and i was like at least mm -hmm. cardi b didn't fucking sell out her own goddamn people for a fucking dollar i'm like this lady's <laughs> a fucking hack 
I still love it. the fact that both Ben Shapiro and uh, and um, Candace Owens go so hard on Cardi B, and it's just one of those instances. Mm-hmm. Or like Shapiro with model for young women and da 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 da, and somebody posted it was just uh from the from from the Natalie Portman SNL rap, and it's just her going, I never said I was a role model. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's just yeah. who the fuck, yeah, who the Pearl. fuck thinks Cardi B is a goddamn role model? Like, Pearl. yeah, I don't even know. I, I know like the noise that she makes, but otherwise, I don't know anything about her. Um, uh, go go pretty go cool. look she's up the actually, video. Um, she's she's actually on board with the democratic socialism. So yeah. you know, it's um, yeah. That sort of thing. Listen, listen, listen. As a kid, I idolized Stone Cold Steve Austin, right? Yes, me too. But I hell yeah, brother. Austin three sixteen said, "I just kicked your ass." But that he was that never hell like. Hell yeah, brother was not Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> yeah, I like how you're Get just some. mashing wrestlers now. Um, no, but the thing about Stone Cold Steve Austin, I'm gonna was, pump you up. He, he <laughs> is aware of Stone Cold Steve Austin and the noises that his mouth makes. Like, <laughs> the thing was, I never, as a kid, I loved Stone Cold, right? But I was never like, this man's a role model, and I want to be just like him. You know what I mean? If like, you smell what Steve Austin's cooking. <laughs> so listen, I think you, you, you Steve I think you got to give kids a little bit more credit for who they choose as their role model too. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I mean. Yeah. I fucking never did steroids and ran around school and school being like, look at these 32 inch pythons, brother. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? I wasn't atomic leg dropping people in high school <laughs> that we know about. Um, so let's, let's get real quick to, uh, cause we didn't do a dear Wesley last time. And I feel bad. Cause I feel like Wesley hasn't talked we about did. the episode because we didn't do a dear Wesley. Ah, true. So we could do that and then smash out a, uh, that's cute news and then wrap it up. Yeah. So um, dear Wesley, uh, my adult daughter is married. She also has a boyfriend. Both of these men live with her and share her bed. Her children are horrified by it and want nothing to do with their mother. They are embarrassed and ashamed as I am. Her older children are of age, but still in school. They would like to move out, but can't afford to. The youngest is a minor and afraid of the boyfriend. My daughter's husband doesn't object to the share plan. Is there anything I can do to help the kids? Uh, Wesley, uh, sincerely crowded bed in Colorado. She can, you know, better explain to them that it's fine, that polyamory relationships are fine as long as everyone involved is like, okay. And consenting to it. My, the thing that worries me is like that the kid feels uncomfortable with the boyfriend's presence. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like you gotta be careful bringing a strange man in around like your kids. So, so you think that there might actually be something wrong with him and they're picking up on that and that it's not just a, uh, oh, it's Chris, what mommy's doing kind of thing. Yeah, it could, it could be, but either way, at any point, if you're, if you're like a single parent and you're dating somebody and your small kid, your kid who's a minor goes, I'm not comfortable with this person in my space. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you got to take that into account. I think the way it's written, it's a little bit more than just being about polyamory, although it is a little annoying that they're just like, I'm ashamed. That, like, oh, fuck there's, you. There's no real details there. I would yeah. like to uh, to know more about like what the kids are saying about him besides we're uncomfortable. We're uncomfortable is too vague. Like there's a right. lot of ways you can be uncomfortable with yeah. it. I'm yeah. uncomfortable with there being too many onions in a uh, food that I'm eating. But that right. doesn't mean that the onions are touching me in a <laughs> Exactly. Way. I was going to say, but you're not going to be sexually assaulted by the onions in your food. Right. Um, is the point you're yeah. trying to make. Mm-hmm. Um, what would Wesley's advice be? Wesley's advice would be, oh, what you gotta do is maybe, you know, put on an extra dress. Maybe you can attract the boyfriend and that way he'll go to you and he won't be over there in your daughter's bed. <laughs> Seduction. <laughs> Hark, 
what you really got to do is you got to dress up like your daughter, right? And then lure him in. And then the last minute, be like, you cheating fuck. I'm not your daughter. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I will say this and like, uh, I don't know. I have mixed feelings about polyamory. I'm not personally polyamorous. I support you doing whatever you want with your life. But I will say some of the people I've met that are polyamorous are very much like some of the libertarians I've met, which they are insufferable people. (laughs) Hmm? They feel very clever about what they're doing. Like it's new and it just, uh, just irritates me. That, which is, then again, I mean, there are also a lot of like, um, monogamous people that also irritate me. So, I mean, it's not just the, the poly people. I don't know. I've I'm not sure if I've ever met someone that was in a steady polyamorous relationship. Like that seems very rare. For the most part, it's so shunned by today's society because we're in a society of prudes. So it's it's really hard to it's it's something that's slowly catching traction. People are talking about it more. Yeah. But um, I know one person who was like totally for polyamory until he had a chance to do it. And then he like quickly backed off and was like, I'm not actually comfortable with this. It's definitely not something everybody can handle, I think, emotionally and mentally. Yeah. And I think a lot of people find uh, that out. I I, I was invited into, I think they call them now polycules. Oh, I call them thruples. Polycules. (laughs) Well, thruples is three, but yeah, polycules is like more than three. Oh, okay. Um, Yeah, so there was, um, yeah, it was was four other people that I was dating at the same time. One of them I didn't really get along with, and it was just sort of like, you know, it is it is what it is. And then one of them got a job offer in California. We had only, I'd only been dating them for about two months at that point. Like the longest relationship in my life so far has been six months. Yeah. I was, I was dating a straight guy. We, we didn't have sex. We never even kissed. We had each other's phone numbers. We hung out, we chilled and we had beer. Like he made me food. I made him food. Like uh, we were in between seeing anybody, and uh, one night he was uh, trying to pick up a bartender because he was just the best person in the world. And she's like, "Okay, everyone, you need to go because we're closing." And he was just like, "Oh, oh, well." And then he like grabbed my shoulder and was just like, uh, "Well, you you better watch out because this is my boyfriend. He's super jealous." And then yeah, just copped to dating me in person for like six <laughs> months, and that was the longest relationship of my life. Honestly, look. I didn't care who he was with and where he was going. He didn't care who I was with and where I was going. We could have different gender or same diff- or same gender friends over. No one got jealous. Honestly, it was the healthiest relationship in my life. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's it's funny because I feel I like a lot of <laughs> I feel like a lot of straight people in monogamous marriages really could just do with like a loosening of the tie. And like, why don't y'all just experiment? <laughs> Fucking try some because there's it's always like this horrible stifled, just like we got married at 19. Trustful, I can tell you there are quite a few people out there who have tried this. Mm-hmm. It's um yeah. <laughs> just there's a lot we got there's a lot of we got married um, at 19. Rush into relationships very young and yeah, it's not it's not great. You know, they and they'll be like, We got married at 19, we had kids at 19 and a half. We had our eighth kid by the time we were 20 and now we are 25 yeah. and I just feel like the romance is gone. Like, yeah. Cause you were children when you got married. Like, yeah. yeah. People change so much in their twenties. Like you're t- a totally different person by the time you hit 30 than you were when you were 20 on the dot I, or I even 25. Im- I cannot imagine if I had made a marriage decision at like 18 or 19. Imagine. Yeah. Oh God. Who are you dating at 18 or 19? Who'd you married <sighs> to right now? Picture that question. person and then say, that's my wife right now. No, mm-hmm. don't like it. Um, you can picture it. 
Yeah, I know. I I can picture it. I'm not saying any names, but I will say that. I, I, I'm picturing someone actually from then, and she like collapsed the roof of a bathroom recently. So no, not uh, that, no, I got no, out of, wow. no, not that person. This person had uh, two, two out of two uh, brothers in jail. Yeah. Ooh, that's I even worse. I didn't really date in high school. I tried. I couldn't. I was out of. I, I dropped out at seventeen. So, um, yeah. I mean, I, I like went to dances and stuff with people, but yeah, just, yeah. Just a very oh. few people at my high school were like coupling off, which was odd because it's a Catholic school in a very predominantly Catholic area. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of women now in college. I knew a lot of women who specifically went to college to get their MRS. Their MRS. Yes. Speaking of, um, speaking of yeah. dancing in school, the first girl I ever danced with in uh, some. School dance, like just said, be widowed now if I'd married her. Well, it would have been it, it would have been on you to keep her off. The true, staff. true. Yeah. But, but I'm picturing like t- the timelines can't alter, except now we're married. <laughs> the best the best thing about getting old and thinking about people from high school was there was this guy again i'm trying not to name names but that wild and new from middle school um who uh answered a question about birds the teacher was like why can birds fly and the kid was like because their bones are hollow what what and then like later on that kid would go on to go to jail for um like arms arms dealing, trafficking arms trafficking, trafficking. yeah and like there like like a year ago we were hanging out and we were talking about and he goes oh that guy's out now he served his 15-year sentence yeah Wow, we've been, we've now old. been alive for so long that <laughs> yeah. the people we went to high school with that are doing life sentences are now starting to get out again. Yeah, they're getting paroled, no, was, you know. It was it was one of my favorite. It was like the moment that I realized I was a smart ass was in high school. We were uh, we were in honors biology and we were talking about like genetics, you know, as you do. And one of the one of the students in the back that we're all pretty sure should not have been in honors biology raised his hand and was like, Mr. Marche? She's like, yes, hon, what's up? He goes, so like that thing they did in Jurassic Park, like we could do that? And she goes, well, no one's ever found dinosaur DNA like they did in the movie. That was the fiction part of the yeah. science fiction movie. But, <laughs> no, I mean, wasn't. yeah, presumably, presumably, yes, yes, you could. You could clone dinosaurs if you had their DNA. And he goes, Why? oh. He goes, he goes, oh, well, why don't we? And just, I just couldn't help the rest it. It of the movie. It fell out of my mouth. I said, "Did you actually watch the movie?" <laughs> like, <laughs> so many things I want to be like. We have found dinosaur DNA. No, you could not clone them. Like, <laughs> fuck you, lady. That could not. We don't have <laughs> the technology. No, back, whenever, back whenever I was in high school, we had not it's, discovered um, dinosaur DNA yet. The, uh, enough, the, there was yeah. a uh, a yada yada they did in the movie where they're like, "Well, we use frog DNA to fill in the missing links." Like that's <laughs> in, that's in even more fictional than actually finding the DNA. Yeah. Like, because it's really hard to repair million year old damaged DNA or sixty million year old damaged DNA. Yeah, like, that's that's way harder than actually just locating it. Well, <laughs> you want to give us the that's cute news? Yeah. So, and that's cute news. Um, so this is a funny thing where uh, Jeff Bezos is about to maybe get ten billion dollars, and that's the good news? Question mark. And while he's about to get all this money, you know, we still you know, this is money that he's going to be getting from the government. Meanwhile, workers still can't even get fifteen dollars minimum wage. But so yeah, that's the that's cute part. Workers. I'm going to tell you. Yeah. I'm going to tell you how to get to space real quick. You take ten billion dollars, right? It's not even the space news. 
you, you take $10 billion, you go to the neediest countries with like some of like the neediest hungry for education, like people like kids. And you'd be like, we're going to fund you. You get us to space. I guarantee those motherfuckers will have us in space by 20 years. Bezos is not going to get us to fucking like so, to space to stay in space. So this is actually about a, a contract that the government was going to have with him over. Uh, God, what was this? Uh well, and it's also, but it's also I'm, I'm surprised that like while you know Bezos and Richard Branson are racing each other now to see who will be the first to get in space, it's basically just a dick measuring competition. Yeah. Why is Elon not in on that? That seems like something he'd totally be into. Like, uh, I actually have a capsule that has gone to space. Why is he not just lining up his own launch to send just him and? Um, is it because he's busy fighting, trying crimes. to steal that town in Texas for SpaceX? Oh yeah, uh, um, Brownsville. Yeah, it's like he's he's fighting to like steal a whole town for his yeah. his fucking space stuff, and people are like, "I live well, here." Capitalism is so good at innovating. We've reinvented the company town. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We've come full circle. We're we're we're, we're now back to robber barons. Only now, instead of being like, you know. Uh, railroads it's going to be rockets yeah exactly uh, okay i found it so i actually didn't write down what the contract was over it's for a, a cloud infrastructure that the government was going to contract um they, they had like a bidding war for um this construction contract and uh trump shut it down because he personally hates jeff bezos because they have beef <laughs> so he just, trump just gave the contract yeah 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 Trump just gave the contract to Microsoft and said, here you go. Y'all can have it. But that contract, which was made in 2019, was just shut down this year when the government proved, oh, yeah, Trump just to fuck over Bezos canceled uh, the Bezos part of it and just gave it. We uh, found that out in yet another interview with Westerholt. Yeah. (laughs) So so now the the Microsoft one is uh, canceled, but now it's gone up for bidding between like them and Amazon. So now Bezos has a chance to get this $10 billion. Yeah, I think it's I think it's Microsoft, Amazon, and I want to say Oracle is in the mix, but it's like those are the big companies that are doing most of the cloud storage stuff. There's a few VPNs that own their own server systems, like in Panama yeah. and stuff. But yeah, it's um, yeah, but I think Surfshark is the one. That's, that's just really people. funny. It's something that we need to. We need to- we need to pluck some little like plucky science kids out of like terrible poverty. Mm-hmm. And I, cause it's always a story money. like that, that like oh, makes the huge advancement, well, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's always some kid that's like, there I was it, eating it, dirt. I, but, yeah, but this I, is I, sort I, of, I, sort of good news because it's just Trump being like petty and spiteful. One of the many damaging things he did to America during his presidency just sort of got undone this week. We it's, fixed it's, it. Yeah. We fixed the glitch. It's so, hard. Yeah. It would be like if you watch, by the way, if you if you uh, keep up with the UFC, uh, Conor McGregor just lost again. Fucking weak. He's got weak ankles. Apparently he broke his ankle stepping on it and lost the fight. But seeing Bezos and Trump fight would be like seeing Conor McGregor fight. Conor McGregor fight his own ego. You hate both of yeah. them. You know, you want them both to lose, yeah. but somebody's got to come out on top, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, um, but uh, no, I had to explain to somebody the other day that uh, you can't come, like, I have to explain, you, you have to explain to some people sometimes, unless you actually own your own business, you are not a capitalist. You're just a fanboy. Like, it's, it's, you support capitalism because you don't realize exactly how much of your your labor is being stolen by someone else. Mm-hmm. Like that's the only there reason not you're, you're a fanboy for, for at capitalism. All. 
That's yeah. just that's free money. Whatever they're not paying if, you enough, that's just free money that they get to line look, their own pockets. If with. you look at the um the rate of uh, how efficient workers work now, like basically, mm-hmm. how much, yes, it's totally different than what yeah. it was when our parents how were much, coming. How up. much our like, labor expect- yields and how much we are getting paid for it? We are actually working harder, producing far more, and getting paid far less than the oh, generation no, no, no. has I, ever I existed. I had it happen. I had it happen while I was at home. I was visiting with relatives, and someone was like, uh, you know, I don't all this college loan forgiveness stuff. I put myself through college working summers and i was like oh my god do you remember how much your wage was and they told me what their wage was i was like and what year was that oh 1979 okay and i put it into the like in inflation calculator i was like congratulations you were making 28 dollars an hour by today's standards yeah mm-hmm. that's and how probably... you put yourself through college yep. like yeah. it's it's that's... people making 725 an hour even 15 dollars an hour are not making nearly what you made Yep. whenever you were making and you were making above minimum and he probably wasn't like, expected to do every single job in the store nowadays if you work at a gas station like you're stocking mm-hmm. you're working well, the register I'm, you're cleaning I'm hopeful, you're i'm really hopeful that that um jack of all trades mentality because that mm-hmm. really feeds into uh uh worker-owned cooperatives yeah. everyone does Is all it? the jobs we all own this store well, uh i i really want to start a chicken restaurant that's run by a cooperative labor and we're going to call it coops because it's a chicken restaurant. So it's a chicken coop, but it's also co-op C O. Nice. I like it. That's pretty great. Yeah. Coops. I seriously, I want to do that. I want to do that. Nobody wants to open this chicken restaurant with me, but I do. I do. We're going to serve like live chickens. We're going to serve chicken meatloaf and chicken meatloaf sandwiches. Nice. It could be a vegetarian chicken chicken restaurant and there's like a live chicken coop out back that people can come and see. That way there's chickens at the chicken restaurant. It's a chicken restaurant, but you just feed them like bread meatloaf. It's just, it's, 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 it's behind glass in the middle of the dining room. And if, and for an extra $15, you can pick the chicken you want us to slaughter. Just like they used to do. Oh, nice. And then like it's in glass. So we kill it in front of you. Exactly. You get some like blood spray on the glass. Exactly. Sure. I no, think I people should see where their food anyway. comes from. I might just get blurry. The, uh, the, 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 the heart attack restaurant in Las Vegas. There it goes. Very um, adjusted. Heart attack restaurant? Heart attack bar and grill or something like that. And if you are over uh, 500 pounds, you eat for free. Um, They're trying and, to encourage uh, people to have heart attacks. The uh, yeah, and the uh, people have died in this restaurant. Like, died <laughs> I don't mean to laugh, um, but well, anyway, if I mean it's truthful advertising scale, at that point. They they have an industrial scale on site to weigh people who want a free meal, and uh, there uh, there is a vegan option on on the menu. It is a uh, it is a pack of Camel Whites. Um, <laughs> <laughs> wonderful yeah. uh, it's just it's just the most american thing that ever america like bald eagles cry every time someone goes in there because they're just so damn proud and uh but no it's like called the heart attack grill or something like that like you have to sign a waiver if you are over like if you if you get the free food thing like you have to sign a waiver if i die in this restaurant the restaurant is not liable i'm taking my own health into my here's, own hand like, here's the problem i would really hate to work there because after those people die and soil themselves someone's got to mop that up somebody's got to clean it up yeah 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 after you and, drag their body out and roll them to the fucking uh, ambulance someone's got to clean up the piss and shit running down your leg when you died uh, yeah mm-hmm. Um, right, I, be rough. I don't know, man. I it was catch, we got I gotta catch a bus. Gotcha. Right, so, he's, speaking he's, of being about to shit, uh, hit him with the socials. 
Pete? Uh, yeah, if you want to follow us, you can uh, talk to uh, Wilder there, who knows the socials, because I still haven't learned them. <laughs> I gotcha. Uh, so we have a very special uh, offer. Stay tuned at the end of the socials. Okay, the socials are thosemuckrakers at gmail.com if you'd like to send us your own Dear Wesley, at thosemuckrakers on Twitter if you'd like to message us. Um, if you'd like to support us financially, you can buy Dust Belt Book 1 or 2. And coming uh, 2023, Dust Belt 3 should be out. Uh, that'll be mm. super exciting. And hey, your uh, copy editor's back in grad school right now. So, I mean, eventually you're going to graduate, have time, and then you'll be back in grad school again, and it's still not read. So, yeah. what can we do? So, we're going to PhD. <laughs> yeah. um, but, oh, can I do a special announcement? Yes. Go for it. Uh, we're trying to start a Discord because yeah. that's, the, that's the thing that all the cool kids are doing. So, mm -hmm. how you join our Discord is send one exactly one gold bar to Wesley care of PO box. No, no, no. Uh, it's not, it's not set up yet, but we would like to hear from you guys. I don't know how many people actually email us dear Wesley's or email us at all. But like, if you want to talk with us, if we're, if we're that cool yeah. or you're that cool and want to come talk mm -hmm. to us. Um, yeah. We're going to try to sort this out. Uh, Wilda and I are the only people on the discord right now. And he has turned off all notifications. Um, <laughs> As is tradition. I, I'm not sure if Peter knows it. how to use discord, but you know what? probably not. I feel like old. an old person. I'm like, I'm going to get on that Facebook one day. <laughs> <laughs> you're the, on uh... Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm going to tweet her some Twitters one day. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's on my list. Oh my God. It'll be something. Um, but yeah, if you'd like to send us your, uh, if you'd like to email us, we can give you Wesley's home address and you can send him gold bars or bees, I mean, basically like either one. You, and we'll give you the, the link to the Discord. If you want to tell us real world problems that we will come up with probably not workable solutions, we are your guys. Send us a, tweet us a selfie of you with one of our Dust Belt books, like a physical copy in your hand. That's true. Yeah. And we will give you the link to the Discord. Um, also, if you want, um, you can send uh, nudes uh, to Wilda at uh, <laughs> projecteyes at hotmail.com, but only Wilda. Project underscore ice at hotmail.com. Project underscore ice. So. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they don't even have to be nudes of you. They could be nudes of someone else. <laughs> you could catfish me. Who cares? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right guys if, if, if there are nudes of you write your name in sharpie across your chunk or right above it whatever's easier to wash <laughs> off all right guys we'll see you next week